Hey everyone, I'm Jen Garrett and welcome to the Move the Ball podcast. On this podcast, we are going to talk about how to succeed in business and in life by putting winning strategies into practice to help you advance faster. So if you're looking to move forward and reach that next level of greatness, then you are in the right place. Now get ready. Let's suit up, show up and move the ball. Hey everyone, Jen Garrett here. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. We are currently in my Women in Leadership special Move the Ball podcast series. And today inside the huddle with us is Carrie Worker. Carrie is currently the vice president of supply chain for Halo Top International, that's right, the ice cream, and has spent her career in the world of supply chain with a focus on the consumer products market. Prior to Halo Top, Carrie spent 15 years at Wilton Brands, which is a company that specializes in cake decorating and baking products. And since cake and candy treats weren't enough to fulfill Carrie's sweet tooth, she moved on to the world of ice cream at Halo Top, a better for you ice cream brand. Carrie, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's so good to have you on the show with us and to have you as part of the series. And I recently had Doug Bouton on the show. So we've talked about Halo Top. In the past, I love your ice cream. I love ice cream in general, but I love Halo Top's flavors as well. So uh, appreciate you being on with us. And let's talk about, so Halo Top is not the first ice cream company you've actually worked for. You used to work for Baskin Robbins uh, in your teenage years. So talk to us about what it was like being introduced to the world of ice cream at such a young age as an employee. Yeah, Baskin Robbins was a great way to start off my as my first job entering the workforce. And I've come, you know, for full circle with reaching back into the ice cream world in my career. But yeah, at Baskin Robbins, it was a great teenage job to, you know, really be in front of customers and learn all aspects of running a small business. And what was something that you might have learned at such a young age as you were in the ice cream world about customers or about the business world? Was there anything that that really stuck in your mind is like, oh, this is what it's like to be in business? I think in that role, I learned hard work, right? It was summer. Uh, we had a line out the door. You're trying to manage uh, customer orders. And at the end of the day, you need to clean up after it all. <laughs> so it was definitely a learning experience to just kind of you have to get into the trenches and and work through through every aspect uh, in a retail environment. Sure, absolutely. Quick question for you about Baskin Robbins. What was your favorite flavor? Gold medal ribbon. Okay, <laughs> well, that's a good one. I like that one. And then I used to get Jamocha almond chocolate. Uh, yeah, back in that day, I did not like coffee, so that wasn't one of my. <laughs> that and world class chocolate too were my. Uh, you, you can see the theme here. I like chocolate ice creams. I like yeah. all ice creams, but uh, I do have a special uh, liking for chocolate flavors. So share with us. So when you w- went to work at Wilton Brands, what was that like for you working in a, a larger company? Well, Baskin Robbins is a bigger company, but it's mm-hmm. a franchise. But what was it like for you working in Wilton Brands? What did you learn? getting your feet wet, navigating as a young woman out in her career? And, and what helped you to accelerate and to grow your career? I think starting out at Wilton was a, was a good foundation for me because while they were, I would say, a mid-tier company, there was processes already set in place that helped me to learn the ropes and to be able to learn those processes myself and those basic business principles. I think it would have been difficult to jump into more of a startup company, which is the feel of what Halo Top International is today at that age. 
not having any processes in place. I think Wilton helped me to kind of grow that foundation and develop so that I can take that to um, kind of a younger company and help build that. That's great. And it's very different being in a startup environment than a more mature business. And you know, I spent 20 years in big companies, uh, Fortune 50 companies. And Doug and I talked about this on, on our episode is no matter how much experience you have and how much you think you're ready for the startup entrepreneurial space, there's no amount of, of knowledge that you had beforehand that prepares you for the journey ahead. It's certainly something that if you haven't been on it, you don't fully appreciate it. And so talk to us about what was that like? So you, you were in Wilton Brands for a long time, mm-hmm. went over to Halo Top, very different environment, smaller company, uh, startup type of environment. What were some of the bigger cultural changes that you had to deal with? So I think one positive change is the more relaxed atmosphere just to start, right? So coming from a more traditional company that Wilton is in the Midwest, there's more conservative values. And, you know, from not being able to work from home to being working from home four out of five days a week. Um, So one, that freedom kind of took me off balance initially, while I loved it, I was still in the beginning questioning, well, is it okay if I, you know, work outside of the typical hours? And it was a little bit of a definitely refreshing, but I questioned, am I doing the right thing in the beginning? One other benefit would be that in a more mature company, you have many layers of decision making before you can see results. And what I love about being at Halo Top is that I can make a change very quickly. And I can help drive that change and see the results very quickly. So that, that's been a huge aspect of why I love this startup environment. Oh, that's great. And how have you guys had to adapt and shift? We're obviously going through a pandemic right now. Share with us what things have been like at Halo Top and how things have changed. Sure. So we're trying to be more prepared with um, providing our vendors with forecasts so that we can ensure that throughout the supply chain um, that, that our vendors are aware of what our needs are coming coming up um, so that there's no interruption. We have fared pretty well as a company during this pandemic, mostly because customers in internationally are staying home. You know, everyone's been staying home and they're going to the grocery store and they're treating themselves at the grocery store rather than going out to restaurants and going on holiday. Um, And so they're buying more ice cream, which has been awesome. (laughs) So that was something that we weren't prepared for initially. So there's been a lot of pivoting, a lot of working really closely with our partners in the supply chain to react quickly so that we can continue to supply our retailers. Gotcha. Well, that's great that uh, that things have been going well and you guys have been getting a lot of sales. Uh, I've been eating probably more ice cream than I should. Been balancing it it out, but who doesn't like ice cream, right? So it's uh, a great thing. It. To, it's a great thing to have uh, to keep you in a positive mood, too. So share with us. You've definitely you know, grown your career. You're vice president of supply chain. Now, what things did you do in your career to help? advance and grow and continue to climb the ladder? So one thing that I think is really important that that I've done um, that's important for others to do is to ask questions um, and to not only just understand how to do your job, but to understand how what you do in your role affects others within the organization. Um, and what does it what does your role ultimately lead up to in terms of making your company profitable? 
Um, there's a lot of decisions that we can make in an organization that benefit just your specific role or your specific metrics that could be detrimental to someone else. So really trying to understand how everyone works can work together to achieve the goals and then building relationships to help accomplish that. That's one thing that I think I've been successful at is not only within just your own part of the company, but with other functions within the organization is to develop those, those key relationships so that you can work together to achieve the company's goals. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think it's so important that people do kind of maintain that bigger picture focus and understand how their piece fits into the larger part of the puzzle. That's one thing that also worked well for me in my career was not only understanding how what I did aligned to the strategic objectives of the company, but also understanding who all the other stakeholders were, how we needed to play together, uh, when there may be some competing metrics or goals. So we needed to work through that so that one team wasn't uh, doing well at the detriment to the company at large. And so I think that's very important that people need to not just focus on your organizational silo, but really look at how do you, your team, your organization affect the bigger, the bigger piece of the company. Right. And sometimes it's a little bit out of your control because the way the organization is set up might you know, pit you against each other. Um, but that's when I think you need to take initiative to, well, maybe you can't you know, change the incentive for different people. You can at least work together to build that relationship and, and find a middle ground. Sure. So let me ask you this question. So when I was climbing the corporate ladder, I, I ran into issues where people thought that I was too young, or sometimes it was harder to gain trust and credibility because they didn't think that you had the experience that you needed to be in that level of a role. And then I had to work to gain that confidence and trust. Did you ever have any struggles like that or any other challenges being a woman to, uh, as you continue to grow in positions of leadership and larger responsibility? I would say there was no overt challenges specifically being a woman. I can tell you that my I left out in my bio, my very first job out of college was um, at a, a trucking company. So they made truck suspensions. Um, that is definitely a male-dominated industry. And while no one looked me over for being a woman, it was difficult to see a path to move forward when you know the majority of the company, in particular, the leadership were all men. And I have to add that I was not as interested in trucks as I was in consumer products <laughs> that I can relate to. Sure. And so if somebody is in a male dominated industry and they enjoy the industry, so they're, they're not looking to make a switch, but they do want to continue to grow their career. Any advice that you would give someone on how they can continue to differentiate themselves to be a viable candidate for those higher levels of responsibility? I would say just don't back down. You need to maintain as much confidence as you can, know your abilities, and make sure you're showing your abilities. And again, just going back to who are some key people in the organization that you can align yourself with and develop a relationship with that can help you to grow within the company. Sure. Yeah, I would say that it, it's always important to not only have mentors mm -hmm. to help you to you know, understand and give you their advice, but it's also important to have sponsors that are going to advocate on your behalf. And when I worked at GE, that was something that we very much pushed to all employees was that you want to make sure you have both sponsors and mentors to help you grow and also to help advocate as to why you could be a good fit for those new roles as they became available. 
Right. And not every company is going to instill a program like that. So, you know, seek out those opportunities for who you can find as your mentor or sponsor. Absolutely. Yes, I agree with that. I, something I say often when I talk about my football references and mm-hmm. say you're the quarterback and it's up to you to take action to move the ball. And same thing when it comes to your career, you have to seek it out. No one's going to do it for you. So you have to be proactive. So not everything goes perfectly in our career. Sometimes we fumble the ball, we drop the ball, we have a misstep. Can you share with us a time in your career where that may have happened and what you did to overcome that? Sure. Yeah, I would say some of the more challenging times for me in the workplace is when I have a conflict with a person. I don't like conflict. <laughs> so that personally is more a more difficult challenge to overcome in the in the course of maybe a, a challenging problem at work. While I get along with most people, just have had challenges working through that problem with someone. And because I just don't like to have that underlying tension laying there, what I've done in the past is just face it head on. So I'll just, once things cool down, talk with that person and say, let's set all this aside. This is business. It's not personal. In doing so in the past, I've come out even better with that person in the end. And actually, some of my like greatest allies within the company were those people who I initially had a conflict with, but I was able to work it through with them. That's great. I think it's important when there are conflicts to address it quickly. And and like you mentioned, it's not personal, it's business, right? So mm-hmm. let's figure out what the issue is, how do we resolve it, and then move forward. But that's not a personal attack in any way, shape, or yeah, form. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's my instinct to maybe just let things lie and and not address it. So I have to push past that and address that tension head on because it does no one good too, to have that underlying tension linger. Absolutely. So this year has been a year that none of us have predicted would be like this. And there are a lot of people that are struggling, people that are working are still struggling emotionally, you know, trying to figure out where, where is the rest of the year going to go? What's going to happen with my future? How do you keep your team and employees at Halo Top kind of motivated, especially because you are working in more of a remote environment? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, there's, there's always, there's definitely been lots of challenges along the way this year. Um, and while we've had a, a great summer at Halo Top, you know, it's we're starting fresh um, as the international division. Um, there's lots of learning curves along the way. So I think what we, what we do is celebrate the wins. Make sure that we are despite any challenges that come along the way. When we get a win, let's celebrate it. Let's talk about it. Let's you know, praise each other, pat each other on the back. When there are those challenges that can bring us down, let's find a way to approach that problem so that we can minimize any of the losses or minimize any of the risk. And in general, I like to keep a positive attitude with my team. I do my best not to vent you know, to them so that they're not you know, hearing any, any negative feedback overall. And quite honestly, I love my job right now so much that there's not a whole lot of negativity. So we, we have a really great team. That's great. And I think it's important you mentioned, you know, not venting to your team. It's human nature for us to want to vent when things don't go our way or as planned. And I think as a leader, it's important to kind of check yourself mm-hmm. and keep in mind how you're coming across to other people because your actions, your behaviors, as you know, can very much influence other people, right? And how they may be feeling. So we need to kind of 
be mindful of what we're putting out there and kind of keep those emotions in check or share them privately with people versus just you know posting all kinds of negativity on social media as some people like to do mm-hmm. um, and or you know just watching what we're saying especially in leadership roles I think it's critical that we do that so what I want to do now is I want to go to my lightning round so I'm going to ask you uh, a few questions are you ready I'm ready. Okay. First question is, what book are you reading or what podcast are you listening to right now? I'm a big fan of Skim from the Couch for a podcast. I've not heard of that one. I'll have to to check that one out. How about next question is, I believe that it's important that we take timeouts in life. And so what do you do to decompress? Working out for sure. I need that physical outlet. And I think you mentioned earlier that you've been balancing more ice cream with more working out. I think that's kind of what I've been on this year since the pandemic started. (laughs) Eating a lot, but working out a lot too. Yes. And that's okay. If you're doing both, there's nothing wrong with it. As long as you have that balance. Mm -hmm. Um, How about who's been an influential woman in your life? My mom. Good. Moms are always uh, great role models and, and influencers in our lives. How about what is the best piece of advice that you've been given by a coach or a mentor? Yeah, so I was lucky enough to have the same manager for almost all of my time at Wilton. So lots of pieces of advice there. Now, this was not her original. This is from Peter Drucker, but she would say, if you don't measure it, you can't improve it. Yes, very true. Very true. And then I'm going to flip it now and ask, what's the best piece of advice that you would give someone? So this is one thing that I had to tell myself as I was preparing to leave Wilton and go back out into the job world, fake it till you make it. <laughs> so not in the sense that you don't know what you're doing, but in the sense that know that you have the confidence and the skills to take that leap and continue to push yourself, even if you don't feel 100% ready. Gotcha. I like that. Okay. How about what is something that most people don't know about you? So usually I'm pretty even keeled, especially outside of my house, but I definitely lose my temper and yell. My family would say so, but (laughs) most people think they can't picture me yelling, which is absolutely not true. (laughs) Gotcha. Your kids are like, they have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) And my last question is, if you were stranded on an island and you could only have one thing to bring with you, now you have all the tools you need to survive and technology. So what is one thing that you would want to have with you while you're on that island? Oh, for sure. A book. I love to read. Don't really love to read anything twice. I would say a new book. Okay, great. And as we end today's show, are there any last thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners? I would say that one piece of advice that I heard on the Skin from the Couch podcast a couple of years ago that I try to think about when I'm entering challenging situations is choose the option that scares you the most. In the sense that when I was looking at leaving a company I've been with for so long, what are my options? Choose the one that scares you the most because that's probably the one that is going to challenge you and help you grow the most. That's a great piece of advice. I really like that. Yeah, the way that you grow is definitely through going through new challenges, things that you're not familiar with, things that you may be scared to do. So mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that. No problem. Thanks. For thank, yeah, thanks so much for being on the show. And thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode. Until next time, make sure that you suit up, you show up and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball. Check out my website at www.jenniferagarrett.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also 
join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.